Well, since Damon's not here, and I don't have anything prepared, nor does Dave, <laughs> um, I thought it might be a good idea just to read from Scripture, and Joan is one of the shortest books in the Bible, so I thought we could get through the whole thing in one reading. Um, I'd asked people to read, but I guess uh, in order to provide a, uh, a tape, we're just going to have uh, me and Dave read. That way we can do it on the mic. So I guess I'll start, I'll read the first two chapters, then Dave will read the second two chapters, which will give me time to think of something to say about it. My comments will be brief. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of of Amadi. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God, and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call your God. Maybe he will take notice of us, and we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, Come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. They cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, Tell us, who is responsible for making all this trouble for us? What do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? He answered, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. This terrified them, and they asked, What have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he had already told them so. The sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, What should we do to you to make the sea calm down to us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried to the Lord, O Lord, please do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man for you, O Lord. Have done this as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. But the Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, In my distress I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From the depths of the grave I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the seas, and the currents swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down, to the earth beneath barred me in forever. But you brought my life up from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, God, and your prayer rose up, and my prayer rose up to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. But I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. 
Chapter 3. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now Nineveh was a very important city. A visit required three days. On the first day, Jonah started into the city. He proclaimed, 40 more days and Nineveh will be overturned. The Ninevites believed God. They declared a fast, and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. Then he issued a proclamation in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let any man or beast, herd or flock taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil ways and their violence. Who knows? God may yet relent with compassion and with compassion, turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he had compassion and did not bring upon them the destruction he had threatened. Chapter 4. But Jonah was greatly displeased and became angry. He prayed to the Lord, O Lord, is this not what I said? when I was still at home? That is why I was so quick to flee to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. But the Lord replied, Have you any right to be angry? Jonah went out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the vine. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the vine so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, do you have a right to be angry about the vine? I do, he said. I am angry enough to die. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this vine, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about that great city? It's funny, this uh, is frequently taught in Sunday school because you can make interesting pictures of fish and uh, the sea and Jonah going into the fish. Uh, but um, just hearing it again and listening to Dave's reading and reading myself, it is an amazingly, amazingly deep book. One of the things I got from uh, Damon's preaching on Mark, one of the, the biggest lessons that was 
hit back to me is that so frequently God's people get it wrong. I think every, every one of the apostles missed what Jesus was doing, why he was doing it, and how he was doing it. And the same is true of pretty much every character in the Old Testament and pretty much true of me every time I, I wake up. I miss, I completely miss God's purpose. And Jonah is a great example of that. In this story, there are uh, three, I think, uh, three types of people. There is Jonah, who uh, is one of the chosen, one of, I'm assuming, Israelite. I don't really know enough about his history. Um, there are the unbelievers, the pagans, and then there's God. God is always faithful in all situations in Jonah. Jonah is always a rebell- rebellious, no matter how the cir- circumstances go, whether it's the beginning when he's first called, whether it's the, the rough and stormy sea, whether it's the grace that God shows uh, in all levels, Jonah is always rebellious and always gets it wrong. And God is always faithful. And I think that's the most important uh, part of the story. God's love reaches out to Jonah. It reaches out to the men at sea who act in their response to God's power and promise of mercy, respond as Jonah should have. They repent. They turn to God and they are in awe of God's power and mercy. Likewise, the people of Nineveh, the not chosen people, the pagans, the rebellious, recognize God's mercy and turn in an amazing way. Uh, with It doesn't even say that there was a, a, mir- a miraculous sign that caused them to turn. God calls them, they repent, and they recognize God's power and his grace. And it is a beautiful story to which Jonah responds by being angry and rebellious again. <laughs> um, it's, it's truly sad, but it is also truly inspiring to see God's grace come through in, in so many ways. Um, I'm just thankful uh, that God's grace is there because I recognize that self in myself all the time, my uh, turning away from God's plan, uh, my rebellion, my pride and ego. Um, but God is merciful, God is kind, and God cares for us even when we run from him, even when we snub our noses and um, constantly loves us. And I'm so thankful for that and uh, so thankful for uh, what, what has been Damon's amazing teaching through these years. And I'm looking forward to him being back next week to uh, continue teaching. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Your word always catches us by surprise. It is more full, more startling, more beautiful than we could imagine. It is always there. You are always faithful. You love us. You've reached out to us. We rebel, and you come to us afresh among each different kind of rebellion. And we are so thankful for your love, for your grace, for your healing and your mercy. We pray that you continue to watch over all the members of this body. Give us strength. 
show us your mercy and help us to recognize the beauty that you offer in every minute of life. Please watch us as we go. Look over us this week and cause our hearts to turn to you for all things. We ask in Jesus' name.